Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Deep Soul Awakenings. Hey, Soul Tribe, it's Millie. Sorry, I got excited. <laughs> you didn't even let me finish the I intro know, this week. I'm, sorry, I'm excited. I don't know. I just, it's all the meditation and the good energy that I'm just like super eager. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Here we are. Okay, so this is part three the final part of this series of they love me they love me not so yeah let's dive right in so today we are continuing our discussion on personal boundaries I think because we touched on it wrapping up last week's episode so I think we're just yeah. going to kind of continue on that and I think we've touched twice and then it's like we ended up getting so caught up in so much other stuff because I feel like this is like something you could probably just do a whole podcast on oh yeah <laughs> like continue exactly. with it yeah it needed to be its own episode because it's just so yeah much to cover when it comes to that so Millie I just want to ask you when do you feel you were in a space of really truly setting and maintaining boundaries for me, I think it was when I got to a place where I started to trust myself. Like I started to trust like that gut feeling. Mm -hmm. For me personally, as someone who's sensitive and intuitive, when you ask me something or when you do something, it it either feels not right to me or it feels good to me. So it's like, you know, we have our conversations and like we bounce ideas off of each other. And when we do this, it feels good. Like, I know it's, I know it's my yes. I know it's my sacred yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's like, yeah, I want to do this. Um, but sometimes, especially like in some of my relationships, it's like things will happen or, you know, I'll feel overwhelmed or like my space is being invaded and it, it won't, it doesn't feel good doesn't feel right to me so I think for me when I got to the place that I was just like yeah no like if you invite me somewhere and immediately in my head you know and which stems from me also being um what's called like a projector um in human design and my spleen being what rules me like it's my my intuitiveness my gut feelings my gut instinct when you ask me something, I know automatically, like in that second, whether I want to do it or I don't want to do it. And the person that I was before, I would hear that no in my mind and then be like, no, um, you know, I, I, I guess so. I guess I can, you know, I can do this for you or I can go there for you or yeah, sure. I want to come to like your party because I want to be included and I want to be invited. And my trauma says that if I don't go to places and, and do what everybody does and drink the way that everybody drinks, no one's going to like me and I'm going to end up by myself. So yeah, sure. I'll definitely want to come. But then as I got to a place where I become more like solidified in me and understanding who I am and understanding what I want to do and what feels good to me. Like I, I've stopped drinking completely. And it wasn't because it was like a, oh my God, I'm a drunk. No, I, I didn't drink a lot. I drank very rarely. But when I did drink, I didn't like it. So now I'm at a point where I just don't do it. So it's like if I got invited somewhere where I know that everybody's going to be drinking 
and as I'm going to feel like pressured to drink, I say no. And I hold that boundary. And I'm honestly just like, hey, you know what? I'm not drinking. And I don't feel like it's the best environment for me right now. So it's like, thank you for the invite. No offense to you, but I don't think I'm going to go. And I feel like in doing that, I've learned so much about myself and my boundaries. And like, for me, it's like now I'm at that place where it's just like, I feel where I need to place them. And when I feel like that need, or I feel like, "Mm, no, this doesn't sit right with me. I follow through with it and I go with it. And that's a very important point that you just made. I want to tell you that because I would get asked so many times, like when I was doing like group sessions and stuff like that, I would always get people asking me, but Chaz, how do you, how do you get into a place? Like, how do you start setting boundaries? Where do you start rather? Yeah, I feel like and that's a money question right there. Where do you start? Where do you start, right? That's the goal. That's the golden question. Mm-hmm. And I got asked so many times. And what I told them, as simple as just saying no, right? What you mentioned about saying sacred yes, sacred no. It yeah. just starts with saying no to something as it could be as menial as it is. Just saying no to something is a boundary, guys. Like it's that simple. And yeah. Another thing that you just explained, and I love that point that you made, is understanding your own personal systems when it comes to boundaries. Like you said, you know, it wasn't that I was an alcoholic. I did not like to drink. You came to that understanding. I don't like to drink. I don't like how I feel when I drink. Therefore, I'm not going to drink. Yeah. I and also that, don't like who I became when I drank. Right. So the moral of the story, boys and girls, that it's self-awareness is where boundaries begin. To get on that road of setting and maintaining boundaries is understanding yourself when it comes to things, your reactions to things, right? So many times we're living in a fight or flight place that we're not really understanding the importance of how we feel when it comes to things. We're always making it about everybody else. So as people like ourselves that are empathic in nature, we're always uh, so empathetic to everyone else's cause, but we ignore our own. So it's when you stop ignoring yourself and you start paying attention to how you feel about things, being around certain people, places and things Mm -hmm. is when you start understanding what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. I feel like it's really hard to, um, cause I feel like we're both ex people pleasers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. You know, I was a trying... repeat offender. Yeah. Oh, same girl. <laughs> I was trying to was. make somebody happy. Never thinking what? about myself, worried about everybody else, never putting myself first. Right. And now I'm like, oh no, honey, like I got to wake up and I got to journal and do my self-care because if I don't do it, then I'm not feeling good. <laughs> right. Um, but my question to you is how, what, what are some of the things that you can do? Like, what are some of the boundaries that you can place to just, you know, be, be more you like, what are some of the things that you can do to, to shift yourself out of people pleasing? Because I feel like that's where it like, okay, I don't want to be a people pleaser anymore, but how the hell do I do that? I don't know how to not do that. I've only ever pleased, like I've only ever pleased people. How do you not please people? You know? Well, my advice, and I, of course, 
as always, I base this on personal experience is start small. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, when I was, I remember a group session and we, the topic of boundaries came up that that was the question that was asked. Where do I start? Like, what are the things I can do? Exactly what you just asked. And I would start out small saying, no, that's, we, we covered that just now. That's mm-hmm. one. Another thing is what I call paying attention to your cues. And what I mean by that is if you're in a position where you're feeling uncomfortable, pay attention to that. Yeah. Because it's that level of discomfort that will tell you if this is something you want to do or don't want to do. Yeah. So much. And, yeah. and that's where you have to make the decision. Either do I go forward feeling this discomfort, going against how I truly feel, or do I just do it to please the person? I think essentially when you're a people pleaser is that you're disregarding your feelings. Yeah, you're disregarding yourself as a whole, every, yeah. everything that is you you're totally ignoring and disregarding how you feel about things. You're putting your needs aside, your feelings aside, and you're telling yourself that those things are not important. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's a lot to take in 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 the beginning. Oh yeah. And it's hard. Oh yeah. It's It's like when you come, it is because when you come to that realization like, damn, I have not shown up for myself. And that's what it is. Yeah. I remember I planted that seed one time with, with a client of mine. <laughs> I, that was like, I just blew his mind with that shit. When I said, you know what? You didn't show up for yourself. Yeah. That's one of those statements, but it's like, you sit with it and then you're like, it's like, damn, like, damn, we feel it <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> most people are not ready for that like when you tell yeah. somebody something like that they're like yeah and I mean it takes it it takes a level of awareness to really really digest what that actually means and to really and that, reflect and oof, yeah and that's the question that's the question and for everyone that's listening if you want to get started on this path of understanding yourself your systems and and setting and maintaining boundaries is the question you have to ask yourself is am I ready to show up for myself and if I'm ready where can I show up for myself right right and how do I show up for myself it's when you acknowledge your feelings Mm -hmm. when you acknowledge your needs yeah right when you you nurture your inner child when you acknowledge your strengths as well as your weaknesses. Yeah. Right. Celebrate yourself. <laughs> All that's time, show, celebrate that's showing yourself. up for yourself, baby. That's yeah. showing up. That it, that's uh, what it is. Yeah. I say that and, and I get goosebumps everywhere because I'm just like, yes, please I do celebrate too. Yourself. Shut the front like, door. <laughs> my hairs are standing up. Yeah, mine guys. too. Mine too. All on my because, left side. <laughs> right. This is not just poaching. This is divine intervention. Yeah. up in here right now yeah I always yeah. say that everything we say is always divinely channeled and it's said with the love but not only from love from us but literally love from spirit and source and and everything that is light you know yeah and it, and a key indicator of when you don't show up for yourself 
is when you feel like complete utter shit when you follow through with something that you did not want to follow through with. Oh. You're like, you're sitting there with the regret. Yeah, oh, and you always end up having the worst time. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting Lord. there like, why the hell did I agree to do this? Why am I here? Right. Why, why am, am I, I here? here? <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? Like, yeah, I don't even... I don't even want to be here yeah. right now. I don't or, even want to do this. Oh, like, yeah. A big one for me was like, if you find yourself drinking to be comfortable and have a good time, chances are you probably shouldn't be there. Right. That part. Absolutely. So I used to do that all the time. And I used to end up like so drunk sometimes that I would black out because it would just be like, I would just, I would feel so uncomfortable where I was. And for, for, for a really big point in time in my life, I had convinced myself that I was uncomfortable in these places because I was an intro introvert and I just didn't do good in social situations. Yeah. And it was like, I would go out and be like, yeah, you know, um, let me smoke a little, let me drink a little so I can feel comfortable, feel normal. I would go still wouldn't feel normal drink some more still wouldn't feel no more drink some more then I'm drunk and then nothing matters because I'm just drunk and then it's like I become a whole other person that I really don't like um and that is like half of the time I don't even remember what's going on because it's like it's literally not me I say like I don't even know who it is or what it was that was taking over at that point but it would just feel really bad you know, like, oh, I would wake up the next day and feel really shitty and drained and horrible. And then, you know, now I've noticed that like I'm hanging out with people, I'm having conversations, I'm, I'm being my authentic self. And like, if you have a conversation with me, you're going to have a conversation about spirituality and life and all of the things a hundred percent of the time, because that is who I am. And that is my happy place. And it, it's me. Take me or leave Oh my me, God. You know? I literally just had this conversation literally like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying how so many times I was told that I was quote unquote too deep. Oh, you being too deep. Well, you always got to get deep all the time. Because they just weren't ready for you. That's who I am. And I made it a point one time. I remember I had a guy tell me that I was literally on a date with him. I, you know, I can't help myself. It's just like, yeah. I look at things from a very deep perspective yeah. all the time that's who oh, I am girl, okay. Aquarius vibes Aquarius vibes I hope y'all hey. can hear the finger snapping <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is it's our season so again we're gonna wave our Aquarian flags high like I said it's all good but <laughs> so this dude tells me why you always gotta get so deep and I just looked at him and I'm like well if I'm too deep perhaps you're too shallow yeah and he was just like Oh, oh, why you got to go there for what was that supposed to mean? I'm like, exactly what it means. If you think I'm too deep, perhaps you're too shallow. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really love that, though, because, you know, it's like, be true to yourself. If you're, if you're a deep person, the people that are supposed to be around you and the people that are going to be around you aren't going to feel you're too deep. They're going to look at you and be like, yes. And it's going to be like this amazing conversation thereafter. You know, and I feel like that's a key indicator, too. You know, when you're out with somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody and 
they're telling you things like that when you're having conversations about the things that really mean something to you, your your true thoughts, your true feelings, the true the, the real you inside, and they're looking at you like you're being too deep or like this is too much for me or can you tone it down? And then clearly that person is not ready for the beautiful freaking light that you are and the way that you shine. So you know what? You keep shining bright. You keep being you and just let them go wherever they're going to go because clearly they are not for you. That's exactly right. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're not vibing on that level, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Once again, I am not one for shallow conversation. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't do I get it bored. anymore. Yeah, I can't do it. It drives me insane. Oh my God. I was literally having this conversation with my friend. I think like yesterday where he was just like, I cannot do the freaking shallow conversation, the medial talk, the things of talking about nothing and like the complaining. He's like, I can't do it. It drains me. I don't like it. So I was like, baby, why are you doing it then? Don't do it. You don't have to. Like be you talk, talk, talk freely the way that you want to talk. And if your thing right now is, you know, spirituality and reframing your mind about thinking about abundance and life and all of these things, fuck that. Talk about it. Be you, because you know what? You're going to end up having conversations with people that are going to look at you and be like, Ooh, tell me more. Right. And honestly, as the Quarians, you and I are both aquas. Yeah. I think that's our superpower that we were, I think that was one of the, the systems and the boundaries, I would say that was embedded in us is our maintaining our authenticity and things Yeah, like we are who we are. Yeah. And, and that's just it. We're not going to deny who we are to appease anyone. I think that there had probably been moments in our lives, you know, and we allowed ourselves to dim our sparkle for, like you said, to blend or to, to yeah. people Various please. reasons. Yeah. And, you know, conditioning, growing up, right. being told there, what to do. And yeah. at a deeper level, now that we're talking about this, a lot of times the boundaries thing starts with childhood, your conditioning. Yeah. And I, I'm going to make oh, light of this. Okay. thousand percent. Yeah, you just got me and like you just my child is like yes, <laughs> let me speak like so much yes, right. <laughs> so it it goes it it starts from the home. It starts from childhood and how we were conditioned. And you know, like I said, I want to make light of this and and talk about what George Lopez said. Okay, this is why mm-hmm. I love George Lopez yeah, it's because gonna be good always, if he said it. <laughs> George Lopez said it best that you know he was raised in a typical Latino household where when it comes to how we how we are culturally and how we are in the homestead we are the most codependent okay mm-hmm. we have no sense of boundaries whatsoever mm-hmm. okay walk up we, in on you in the bathroom and everything like oof, <laughs> right real. right so many comedians <sighs> have talked about this he, he talked about it bernie mac talked about it yeah. And I think it's something that culturally is how uh we were conditioned to be. We were conditioned to really not understand boundaries because that was something that was out of the question. Your parents will always be up in everything you were doing yeah. and questioning and and not 
and you would tell them, no, I don't want to do that. And you're like, oh, yes, the hell you are. You're going to do it. And like I said, this is going to happen now. And that's what you're going to do. Right. And it's like, well, now I don't want to because you told me that that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> like like George Lopez <laughs> created a whole show about this called Why You're Crying. Why are you crying? Right. Because his grandmother used to tell him because his grandmother raised him. Why are you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, man. I've... Remember being told that as a kid? Tell me that does not hit home. Oh, you know how man. many times I got told that? Why, why are you crying? Yeah, why are you crying? Yeah. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Right? And, and even, like, even wait a minute. Raising, yeah, even raising my son in the beginning, I, I caught myself, you know, like, why are you crying? And then I'm like, no way, baby. Why are you crying? What's what's going on? Like, right? it, it shifted, you know? But yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's it's the truth. Like, why are you crying? Is that statement? It's like telling you you're you have no reason to cry. If you really want to cry, I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Meanwhile, the opposite. Will, if you feel like crying, you have reason to cry. Let it out. Yeah, it's very much invalidating a child's feelings when you yeah. say that, right? Yep. So with that being said, you know it was those sort of things that he explained in a very funny way. Mm -hmm. of how that conditioning kind of sets a tone as you get older yeah that's why for so many of us who had similar upbringings it's it's hard to understand how to set and maintain boundaries when you were raised in an environment which had little to no boundaries yeah told what to do what to think how to talk mm -hmm. oh to you breathe. speak when you're spoken to yeah yeah, a thousand percent. I know for me as a kid, um, I'm a very emotional person. Um, my emotions are like water. They are flowing. They are fluid. As I get to know myself more, I find that my emotions is where my power comes from. My emotions is where my connections to spirit, everything, everything comes from for me. And growing up, I was always told, oh, you know, you're like jello. Or, oh, my God, my mom would always be like, oh, my baby, she's like jealous. She's so emotional. Then it turned to, well, you know, you're too emotional. Then it turned to, well, you know, you're so emotional. You always take things the wrong way. And I would just be like, oh, okay. So slowly I was like, all right, too emotional. Taking things the wrong way. Shut off the emotions. Shut off the emotions. Shut off the emotions. Shut off the emotions. Then it became, well, you don't show emotion and you're very cold and you're very this. And it's like, okay, well, damned if I do, damned if I don't. If I'm emotional, you I'm too win. emotional. If I'm cold, then I'm cold. Then, you know, like that, that thing that people say, how Aquarians are, are cold and distant. No, the hell we are not. Actually, Aquarians, when we are balanced and we are being true to ourselves and authentic we are fucking filled with so much love and emotion and like if you could hear the conversations i have with people i'm always like yes do that shit pick yourself up celebrate yourself like that's beautiful like i i'm a source of compassion and hope you know but people would have had you think that i was this cold distant person meanwhile it's like that doesn't capture anything and when you start to put those boundaries up and you're just like no I'm gonna show up for myself I'm, I'm gonna be me I'm gonna show up for me and be who I am and be true to myself it's like right. it's such a shift in you and it, right. it's so beautiful that it's like you, you feel good like you saw I came on here and I'm all freaking laughing and chipper and like oh extra <laughs> and it's 
it's like I I feel so good to be myself. I feel so good to be me. But if you would have spoke to me like a year and a half ago, it I, I was nothing like this. I was nothing like who I actually am. I was only like this in my head. In my head, oh girl, I'm telling you, I'm freaking hilarious. But on the outside, you would have never known that I cracked jokes at all. You know, you would have never known that I had this personality that was so outgoing at all because I had convinced myself that I needed to stay inside and in this box and make everybody else happy. And then finally, it was like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to make me happy. And in making me happy, I'm making my kids happy. I'm making my kids happy. I'm healing all of us and healing all of us. I'm healing ancestors. And it's like chain reaction back and back and back. And it's like so powerful, so, so, so beautiful. And I, I couldn't have said that any better because, again, though it is a common misconception of Aquarians where we're very cold and calculating, but at the root of it, and this is an inside track for anyone that's probably in a relationship with an Aquarius or has Aquarian uh, loved ones, just so that you understand, and this is from an Aquarian, I realized that one of my core wounds right mm-hmm. that was constantly triggered because of this was feeling misunderstood I often felt that if I emoted or allowed my feelings to show that it would be misunderstood like no and I I always felt that I always felt like I was an alien on earth no one would get oh, me no yes. one would understand me <laughs> Right. Yes. That I, this is a belief system that I literally convinced myself of. Okay. And because I convinced myself of this, uh, I projected it outward where it was everyone that didn't understand me. Yeah. But at the root of it, I didn't understand myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the whole unraveling took place because it was me learning about myself, learning to understand myself. Yeah, learning what's your shit and what's not. Right. And learning my cues. Like I, I mentioned earlier with the boundaries thing and knowing your cues, it's coming to an, a deep understanding of the self, guys. This is the root of it all. If you don't understand yourself, if you don't understand your cues, why you feel the way you feel, then this is the deep work you have to do. This is the shadow work, right? This is where you got to get into the root of why you don't understand what you're feeling, right? Because if you're like, I don't know why I feel this way, then there's some deeper digging that has to happen. Yeah, and those points come up so that you can dig, so that you can process, Mm -hmm. you know? One thing that I've noticed um, when you go through all of this and you start to set boundaries and you come on this path, it's like, you're going to start to have thoughts that make no damn sense to you. Like if you're a person who is consistently worried about other people or consistently worried about what they're going to think or how your emotions are going to make them react or how it's going to make them feel. As you start to set the boundaries, you'll start to see like a pattern of like, you not having anything to worry about, but then finding something to worry about and kind of concentrating on it and fixating on it and be like, no, 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 I need to worry. You don't necessarily need to worry. This is literally you unlearning and unconditioning all of the parts of you that told you that you needed to consistently worry about things. It's, um, I call it like that. 
Yeah. It's and a- it, it's, it's a chaos that, you know, you're comfortable in the chaos that, you know, you know how to navigate it. You've been here for years. It's, it's literally there for you to bring awareness to yourself and awareness to it so that you can take that moment and stop yourself and be like, okay, no, you know what? I don't need to worry about this. Why am I worried about this? So that you can continue to unravel, like Tess said, and continue to reflect and see where that thought is coming from and where it's stemming from. And for a lot of us, especially like I, you mentioned, like the, the fear, like feeling like an alien and, and feeling like you weren't meant to be here and not wanting to be seen. And, you know, a lot of that stems too. Think, think about your ancestors. Think about all the things that they went through. Think about history and itself and the complete mindfuck of horrible shit that that is you know a lot of that stuff has traveled through generations with us and been projected on us you know if you've had ancestors in your family who were persecuted for literally just being them that's going to stay within the generations until it's healed and if you have the opportunity to be aware of these things you know you have the opportunity to change it and reprogram and and shift that narrative you know and and be you and take take your freaking power back you know absolutely it's true I do feel this way and I know you do too and I'm sure many of of those that are listening right now feel like they're literally in the process of ending generational curses yeah and it's it 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 can be a heavy load at times, but it's also very freeing. Yeah. Okay. What would it be? Cause you know, we in our group, a lot of us are empathic, um, which makes me think of energy. What would be like a recommendation that you have for all of us, everybody listening? What is one way where you feel like you can place an energetic boundary? to just kind of like shift yourself or even block yourself from a lot of the energy that others send you? I think it's having something tangible because oftentimes when you have something tangible that you could hold on to, that is something that you can concentrate on as a symbol of this standing for my boundary. For example, like a lot of us use crystals, right? To repel energy, to, uh, keep the energies positive, (laughs) right? Um, But it could be anything. It could be a a crystal. It could be just a memento that you carry with your, even a note to yourself. Yeah. Telling you a declaration, if you will, that I vow to show up for myself. Mm -hmm. I vow to honor myself and my feelings and my needs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I will not allow someone to diminish that. I will, and and that's the thing about it when it comes to this entire series of they love me, they love me not. If someone is not respecting your personal boundaries, yep. they love you not. Yep. Straight up. Yep. yep. And this is a hard pill to swallow, guys. I know it because I know there's a lot of you out there that are in connections right now and you're struggling with this, struggling with someone who's constantly overstepping with you and not respecting how you, where you stand on things and who you are and where you are in the scheme of things. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, show up for yourself. Yeah. It starts with you. Yeah. Right? 
So um, one thing that I do um, when I have those moments, especially like uh, for me, I tend to take others' emotions um, fairly easily on myself. So I usually ask, sit and reflect and I'll ask myself, well, you know, before I had this conversation, before I came in contact with this person, how was I feeling? Mm-hmm. If I was not feeling this way and all of a sudden we had a conversation about being sad and I'm feeling sad, then I'll stop and I'll say out loud, you know, I, 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 I call out to my ancestors a lot. I call out to source a lot and I will literally be like, you know what? I call out to source. I call out to my elevated ancestors. This, this feeling that I have of sadness on me is not my own, you know, and I ask that you help me to release this sadness. And a lot of times what I'll say is, you know, I, I release this sadness into mother earth. And I, I, I like to touch the floor to signify the release that I'm giving it to her. And then I ask her for her to fill me with love in its place. You know, like Chas said, something tangible that you can do to signify that release really, really helps. It really does. Because, you know, us as human beings, we respond to tangible things. We respond to symbols. So if having something tangible sets off a signal to your brain that this is the signal, this is something for you to hold on to, to feel, to touch, to smell, to taste. And I just want to say quickly, the results of the poll we did, I asked, what's your stance on boundaries? 75% of the people that participated said it's a work in progress. Yeah. And 25, (laughs) 25% said, I stand firmly by my boundaries, but a good chunk of everyone that, that participated said it's a work in progress. And guys, and that's just it. It's okay that it's a work in progress because a lot of us who have a history of trauma, Mm -hmm. this is going to be something that has to be worked on every day. It's going yeah. to be a work in progress because again, like you explained, Millie, it's a process of rewiring, reprogramming our functionality. Yeah. We were raised a certain way. We were conditioned in a certain way. So it's that process of reprogramming yeah. and, and learning that that was not the way. Yeah. A thousand percent. And the process of showing up for yourself and learning how to honor yourself is a work yeah. in progress straight up. Like it's, it's an ongoing thing. And that, and that's why I say, you know, on this spiritual path, for those who are awakening, this is an ongoing thing. And like I said, you're learning and growing until you're literally six feet under. And I know that sounds somewhat yeah. morbid. No, but you're, you're always going to be a work in progress. What you don't accomplish in this lifetime, you have the next lifetime to pick it back up and keep going. Exactly. So it's always, there's always lessons to be learned, guys. And and it's always wise, I feel, to have that life is a school Mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you have that mindset that life is a school and you're learning and growing as you go along, then it just makes those processes of, of transition mm-hmm. so much easier there there's less resistance you know what I mean yeah I I, I, I do <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna go into our card reads um because you know we always like to 
give you guys card reads and guidance and all the love because I feel like we are just so much love like clearly you guys can tell I'm feeling like like if I could just hug all of you guys I probably would I I'm and I would respect your boundaries if you told me not to hug you but I would love to hug all you guys right now <laughs> girl energetically you're like at a thousand you're just been like let's go let's do this let's go I am, let's. I am, I am. <laughs> um <laughs> I can't even help myself. Like, I, I wish you guys could see my face because my face has literally been like this blushing, huge freaking smile for like the past two hours. Um, it's great, by the way. <laughs> joy, joy. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bask in it, my love. Bask in it. I am. I am. Oh, I definitely am. And I have so much gratitude for it, too. Yeah. So much gratitude to be me. With that, <laughs> messages. Um, so today, because I had my tarot deck in my bag and because they're screaming in my head tarot, we usually don't do any tarot pools. Um, and I feel like I kind of didn't have to tell you because to me, you're like tarot reading fucking queen. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled the seven of cups and what the seven of cups is telling me to tell you is if you're having those moments where you're feeling distracted and you're feeling not focused and you're in your head and you feel that consistent worrying you're not being true to yourself you're not honoring yourself you're not taking yourself into account at all you know and and when you find those yourself in those moments it really would be a good thing for you to just take a moment and ground yourself you know like we were talking about before something tangible connect to mother earth allow yourself to feel whatever whatever it is that makes you feel present whatever it is that makes you feel grounded you know bring yourself back to you bring yourself back in your body bring yourself out of your head because you know when you're having these moments where you're not focusing and you're distracted you're you're to me I I call it a spiral you're spiraling you're falling down the rabbit hole and it's not a good freaking rabbit hole at all so really take a second to ground yourself you know, come back into your body and and think about what it is that you want to do. Think about what it is that you want to feel. Allow yourself and give yourself the opportunity to make different choices, to have that awareness, to be like, oh, no, you know what? I see that I'm not focused and I see that I'm spiraling. So let me think about what it is that I'm spiraling about. And let me think about where this stems from. Let me bring myself awareness about this so that I can process it, so that I can release it. And I promise, promise, promise you guys that if you continue to do this, you will have a moment where it's like a rebirth of yourself, where you're literally getting to know yourself so well and literally getting to understand the person that you are. And that it's like you just, well, my Oracle card was birth. And it's like, you just become this new person. And all of a sudden you see this like butterfly begin to emerge from its cocoon and it's 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 beautiful and it's powerful but the best freaking part about it is that it's you and and you get to be that and you get to decide who you are and you get to decide what you want to focus on and take your power back and i feel like in all of these episodes if in everything that we have shared if there is a message, it's literally take your power back and be you. Right. Warts and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I 
Love that message, by the way. Thank very you. meaningful, very meaningful, excuse me. And uh, very fitting for the subject matter. So I am pulling today from a deck that I very rarely use. Like I, I used it only maybe several times, but I felt for some reason that I, like you said, what you felt with the tarot today, like it was all yeah. to you. This deck was calling to me and this is the true love reading cards. Oh, by, uh, love. <laughs> yeah. Love <so>. yourself. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it kind of goes with what we were channeling today too. Like yeah. literally. So th it, it really comes, it, it just makes a lot of sense that this was the deck that was calling to me today. All right. So, okay. What we have compatibility. Hmm. There, there's so many variables to compatibility, right? Compatibility is like, you know, is this person a match for me, right? Do I match this person? Does this person match me? Does this, do I, you know, does this, will I like this person with this person like me? And I really love the fact that the compatibility picture is uh, the masculine and the feminine both on coinciding birds in the sky essentially guys compatibility is really a matter of integration and the integrating of the self before you can integrate with someone else so how many times we're like how do i expect somebody to like me when i don't even like myself and that's the hardest pill to swallow when it comes to compatibility and when it comes to the subject matter of boundaries is how much do you love yourself and how much will that reflect outwardly when you are trying to bring someone in on a romantic level and not just even romantic, even on a, on a platonic capacity, right? With friends and with acquaintances, with colleagues, this is quantum physics, right? This is like, the the energy of one person you know radiating to another this is thermodynamics by sir isaac newton like attracts like right yeah. so go ahead girl <laughs> i'm just saying because you know I, I could get scientific with it like yeah. you know those, no those but i feel like scientists out it's there. needed it's needed but it's needed because some people need to hear that aspect of it as well right this is common physics, folks. This is science. We are energetic beings. We are vessels of energy and matter. And we are literally swirling between that all day, every day. And it's a, just a perpetual sort of movement that is happening. And in that is where the level of attraction comes in with the level of compatibility. So let's think about this. It starts with yourself. It starts, you know, on a cellular level, right? All these fractals within yourself that is radiating this energy. If there's deep-rooted energy that is essentially you not honoring yourself, not showing up for yourself, then the compatibility that will be sent outwardly is someone who will equally mirror that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this ain't just spirituality, y'all. This is science. Yeah. And okay. you know, it all, it all coincides. And I feel like that was such a 
such a perfect point for you to tie in. What also gave me the further insights to this was that documentary I was telling you about, um, Inner World, Outer Worlds, which is mm-hmm. fabulous, guys. It's on YouTube. It's on Prime Video for free. It's a great documentary. It talks about the Akashic Records. It talks about the root of all creation and source uh, energy and the, and the root of things all, and also from a scientific standpoint. And I've always been one that would like to coincide both. Like you said, it's an yeah. important thing to incorporate because um, oftentimes we we want something that is tangible and ordered and makes sense. And that's what science is, right? Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Uh, when it comes to spirituality, um, it's always about the things that are unseen, that don't make sense. And people are always trying to make sense of things because, you know, that's a human trait. Because when we're thinking about things, when we're observing things, when we're uh, embracing things um, from a physical 3D level, it's how we develop our understanding of creating our own idea of what this is, how we're creating things into existence, like real talk. This is this is the root of that all, guys. So, okay, <laughs> I just kind of went off on a on a tangent here, but my what the card is saying, guys, is compatibility starts if you want something um, of substance, it has to start with you. Yeah the integrating of the compatibility within yourself. Do I love myself? Do I honor myself? These things are what sets the momentum going outwardly to attract someone who is also on that same vibration. Yeah. A thousand percent. The energy you are inside is the energy that you give out and the energy that you bring into yourself. It's, it's all connected, you know, be, if, if you're thinking about, you know, being in a relationship and you want to draw someone to yourself, like Chas said, you know, loving your, loving yourself is where it starts because when you love yourself and you understand yourself and you, you, you know, you just have this understanding of who you are, you'll attract someone who can reflect that to you and love you for the person that you are, because you are setting that prime example. That is the energy that you are. And that is the energy that you're going to draw in and give back out and i think that that's beautiful chas perfect perfect message for everything we've talked about i am really grateful for this series too i think us discussing these things a lot of things that i haven't even thought uh, of in forever right so long some of the things that were so like deep inside of me that i haven't like really expressed in wow conducive to healing yeah, a lot of the stuff that I that I talked about in this series was literally just written. It was never spoken. Yeah. So I think getting it out there and uh, there's power in that. Absolutely, very very cathartic. Again, everybody, thank you so much for the feedback we've been getting, the support we've been getting, and for those of you that are new to our welcome. podcast, welcome to the tribe, guys. <laughs> yep subscribe and you know please 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 like subscribe share all of the things please we appreciate it so much from the bottom of our hearts this is why we are doing this and 
we are going to continue to do this. Yeah. Until we see you guys next time, we just want to remind you, take care of yourself, continue on your journey, and always, always remember, please be kind to yourself. Absolutely. With that being said, guys, this is Deep Soul Awakenings. Peace. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.